I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Card Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about the hobby that you love, flipping cards. We discuss the convergence of sports, culture, and collectibles. We've got you covered on what to buy, from the next breakout rookie to the new hot release on the way, and how to find all the gems. We'll break it all down. So sit back, listen up, and get ready to turn your hobby into a money-making business. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined, as always, by Tyler and Lou. Big episode today, as we have a full Q&A. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of questions to answer. I've got an entire Google Sheet here. Shout out to Jay for sending this over. Got an entire Google Sheet full of questions. So, Jay, appreciate you sending this. Shout out to Courtney and Jay for grabbing all these questions. Uh, so, we'll get into that here momentarily, but we got to start with the usual, the every week special, the what's on your mind. Ty, you're smiling. You just unmuted the mic. You came in a little bit later, tried to throw some shade at me, but we'll digress. We'll we'll let that slip. We'll start it with you and all your background noise. Ty, what's on your mind? It's in the middle of the office. Yep. Um, I'm live from my desk in the office. Open seating action. A couple people to the left, a couple people to the right. It's actually how I prefer now doing the show, the episode. Um, it's Monday. I wonder if Judy would say the same thing. Yeah, he, pre- he prefers causing a ruckus the entire episode. I wonder if Judy would say the same thing about if she prefers that. I was just making a protein shake because I'm out here trying to get big, you know, no just ads. like my card stacks, trying to get my muscles the same way. Large. <laughs> What's on my mind? Uh, well, it was an amazing week for Manchester United. An amazing week for Manchester United. It'd be Barcelona in the Europa League, second leg. So they do a home and home. Away goals no longer really matter. It used to be around away goals. Um, but they beat Barcelona at home to advance in the Europa League. Old Trafford was buzzing. Anytime a squad like Barcelona comes into your house and you beat them, that's a big deal. Barcelona's leading the Spanish League right now. They're like eight points clear of Real Madrid. A caveat is that they're playing in like the consolation tournament, if you will. Um, not the Champions League, both teams, but Old Trafford, Manchester United at that is on their way. They're kind of making a comeback. They're like, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else is making a comeback. It's like a sports team in America. The Hawks were making a comeback, but now they're What about the Kings? The King. They're like the Kings, maybe. They're like the they're Kings. in the West. Yeah. Having a playoff and. Very similar histories as well. Eight, oh, Ryan, right. are you doing a little post-All-Star game getting into the NBA again? Is that what's going on? No, it's not, actually. Got it. Not even, not even going to lie. Another thing that's on my mind, I watched more NBA last night than I had all year long. Great NBA night. Great NBA night. Was last night the Lakers' big comeback? Lakers' big yeah. comeback, but it was actually during the day. It wasn't at night. It's like Dame 71. It's, right? a, it's night over here. Day, you're right. You're in Paris. So. Dame 71. Way ahead. The Nuggets are just Nicole, watching Nikola Jokic play basketball is an experience in and of itself. It is funny. Side note, Ty, real quick. I know it's on. It's what's on your mind, but I got tagged on IG this morning with a tag that said, "After Card Talk and Card Collector Two talked all the smack about Damian Lillard, my man goes off for seventy-one points and like talks about like again." 
I have no slander on Damian Lillard, the person. Damian Lillard seems like an awesome and super likable guy. All right. Damian's not going to hear this, right? It's okay. I, I, no, I know, but his fans <laughs> might. And I just... His fans. D- Wait, did, did we slander? I thought we gave Yeah, we talked love. about like... Didn't we... We had a conversation about Damian Lillard and, like, what he's ever accomplished. We're like, hey, what's this dude ever done? He has, like, nothing. Maybe some all-stars. Fair. Let's not go back to it after he's, he's, like, the fifth guy ever have 70 points. He's on a big, like, you know, down with those haters tour. So you might be in that bucket. I, if I recall, I feel like I was a pro-Dame person in that. That Uh, might be a little bit of rewriting history. We'll have to check with (laughs) Yeah. We should check the tape on that. That doesn't sound right. Rewrite history of peace, please? (laughs) Jesus. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, yeah, those are the things that are on my mind. Manchester United, big week. Unfortunate situation on the basketball floor with Gary this morning. I saw eBay's looking to hire the GM of the collectibles uh, or GM of sports cards, which is a big thing, I think, for the hobby in general that they land a good hire there. Just overall, the Blake Martinez, I don't know, one of these classic story gets into the news six months later because the headline is hitting and then everyone's reposting it. Feels like that's what's happening. I mean, shout out Blake Martinez. I don't think most people probably realize that we're talking about five million in revenue, not five million in yeah. profit. Five million gross. Yeah, like yeah. on what, you know, maybe eight percent margins. No Great business. Respect. Do your thing. Uh, yeah, five million dollars is no slack of. That's real revenue. business. That's that's real business. But he's if you're in it for four point eight, it's not. He didn't pull in five. Yeah, I think it speaks more to the fact that he got off the field and spun up a business this quickly, which is pretty totally and one that he's loving and passionate about. And I don't know my my what's on your mind is week over week. It feels like sports cards are in a good spot. There was a a first edition Mewtwo Hollow, I think, just uh, sold at all time high. Got that in the card ladder report. Yep, National Pokemon Day. There's a new Pikachu in the mix. Mm, there, I saw that Detective Pikachu, right, or Detective, something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like top Pikachu. Narc Pikachu. Um, Narc Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Still trying to make moves on Hogwarts uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Is it for you? For now. Okay. Right? A little, little light. Uh, Lou, I'll let you go. I'm still You want me to go? Yeah, I'll let you go. All right, I have nine things. I love the honesty oh. up front. At least you set us up for this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my nine. It was a I was a great weekend. I was off. I was like on vacation. I was just thinking about things, having a good time in the sun on eBay, searching things up left and right. So here's my nine uh, items. I'll go quickly. Number one, NBA is back. Uh, like Tyler said, enjoyed watching it over the weekend. Last night there was, uh, or not last night, the night before. I think I forget what game it was, but they had like blue jerseys. It was pretty sweet. I think I tweeted about it. That made me think of, I have a friend who's PCing a player right now. I don't want to say who the player is in case the card comes up and then the price goes up and then I got yelled at for being a bad friend. But I have a friend who wants to collect a player, uh, wants to collect their cards from this season or from last season. So this year's cards because he has a certain kind of hairstyle and he really likes the hairstyle. So I think that in this new generation of cards coming out and more stuff coming out, I think the companies would do a great job to lean into these random things that people get excited about. Like um, as a Jets fan, I'm trying to think of something crazy that I would like want to collect. Like if there's a picture of Sauce Gardner with a cheese head on, I'm getting that card 1000%. 
And I think that should be like highlighted by these companies when that card comes out because it's a pretty sweet, uh, different thing. Or if there was just like a card that just said greener. Yeah, greener. Um, next, baseball's fully back. The pitch clock. I'm not sure where you guys have seen the conversation about the pitch clock. People are very upset. Those people are losers. The pitch clock is a great thing. Yeah, can we do a quick where do we stand on the pitch clock? Just like pitch clock is a phenomenal and it's a phenomenal change for baseball. Who does it hurt more, batter or pitcher? I don't think it hurts anybody. Well, then, okay, I don't watch baseball. I don't yeah. care about baseball. What happened with like the batter and like the Red Sox game, Red yeah. Sox Guardians, I think? So it's you could say it has equal weight to both parties because if you're stepping out of the box, you can get called out. If you're the pitcher, it could be a walk or a balk. I don't remember exactly what the rule is, but um the pitch clock is a great change for baseball. It'll take a few weeks. There'll always be like the quick reaction to everything when it first happens. Everyone hates it, but it'll be great because I think I saw an Astros game was two and a half hours last week, which is awesome. Shout out to Jay for dropping a comment in the chat. It says Lou loves steroids, buzzers, and pitch clocks. This is not surprising. Jay is an pitch old man matter. who hates when things change and <laughs> likes sitting around a baseball game for 15 hours to watch a guy throw three pitches. And, like, do the whole, like, Nomar Garcia Parra. Jay's like, an eight-hour, double-header, yeah. multiple seventh-inning stretch. Get a life, Jay. Go outside. Go Everyone's going to adjust to it in two seconds. That's what humans do. Exactly. Tops Industry Conference. Rye, I'll save that for you because I feel like you're going to have some thoughts there. So I'll save that one. Uh, LeBron Space Jam auto got pulled out. It's, like, the third one I've seen so far. I did see that. That's crazy. I was a little upset that it was a sticker auto. Maybe we talked about that. Maybe we didn't. I didn't know those were going to be stickers. I feel like for a guy like LeBron who doesn't sign that often, having the on cards would be cool. Just my two cents. I'm going to skip over Fran McCaffrey because I feel like no one cares about college basketball. Mm, who's he play for? Fran McCaffrey's a coach. Uh, he had like this really awkward stare down at the ref this weekend. I'll send you guys the link. It's just 20 seconds of him nose to nose with a ref just staring at him. It's a very funny clip. What's happening with that? This Alabama stuff is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's all. Yeah, that we can go into that wild. for hours. That, probably not. I mean, we probably shouldn't have done that for the intro. The pat down. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that's tough. Brandon Miller comes well, into the game. I didn't see and, that. What they patted him down on the he's, way into the he's arena. Coming in, he's coming in the game. He's coming off the bench. They're announcing players. They're announcing like Brandon Miller. And they did a pat and down. And his teammate him. gives him the pat down for a gun. Yeah. Tough. This is not the forum to have that conversation, but that is an interesting Wild. wrinkle. I, I, never, I didn't even know who this guy was two weeks ago. I've now seen him. He's a very good he He's a lottery jump player. out of a gym. I'm like. Stud. He's amazing. What? So good. It's like yeah. Ohio State has one guy. Alabama's got way more guys. You see Bryce Sensiball dunk on that kid from Illinois? <laughs> I did see that actually. Oh right. my goodness. We're gonna Did you just sneak in a Ohio yeah, State basketball? NIT huh? basketball Brother, that's team. all I gotta look forward to right now. We're <laughs> terrible. We're not even gonna make the NIT. We're like the worst <laughs> team in the Big Ten. Out. We're, we're, we're terrible. First four out right we're not now, even in. We're not even. In, we're not going to make the NIT. <laughs> Penn State Sorry. blew a twenty-point lead to Rutgers yesterday in college basketball. They stink. But again, no one cares about college basketball, so I'll skip over it. True. Actually, wait. I do have a stat for Tyler. I think he's going to like. Ooh. Ranked teams in college basketball this season versus unranked teams are one eighty-four, two forty-nine, and three against the spread. It's a crazy season in college basketball. Two games this past weekend. UNC was. Blowing some Virginia out. Yep. Lou, Lou, real quick, one more time. What was the spread? So, ranked teams playing against unranked teams. 
They are 184, 249, and 3 against the spread. So, like, very, like, there's a lot of upsets this year and, like, weird games was basically the point I was trying to make. Take the dogs. Yes. Uh, Luca Bounty. Do we want to talk about the Luca Bounty? 1.5 million. Now 1.6 potentially. But I feel like Josh was, like, kind of joking based on his response. Um, What do you guys think about that? It seems like it's a little bit uh, Logo Man 2.0e. It's going to get, like, become a big thing. So... Yeah, it definitely seems like it it will have some steam around it. The smart companies will definitely create a buzz uh, Mm -hmm. around it. Like, there'll be other people that get involved in this. Like, it... I don't see... I'm I'm trying to think through this before I say this. Yep. Initial hindsight, it's late here. It's 11.35. Mm -hmm. Initial Initial thought is, it creates a lot of good for the hobby it creates a lot of like buzz and excitement yes. around something especially in a time where you know lou and i were talking time before you came on about you know the shop we talked about it last week about the market's in a good spot like feels like it's in a much better spot than we would have expected it to be right this second when we had these conversations december 7th yes right early december going into the holiday it was slow like we're like hey the What's coming? We don't know. Like, there's a lot going on in the world, a lot going on in life. The card market looks pretty good. There's been some really big shows to start the year. Burbank, uh, Atlanta. There's some shows coming up. Like, Bowman Chrome University. You know, Shine big also time. made Shine also made bounties on that. Um, with the CJ Stroud, the Bryce Young, and the Caleb Williams. Uh-huh. Serious five-figure offers on those. Um, we've been selling a bunch of that. I ripped some. It's a fun product. Shout out to Ty. Pulled his boy, Drew Aller. Um, like, it, didn't Tyler say that guy was going to win the Heisman? No, that was Nick Singleton. That was the running back. Oh, Drew Aller's the next QB in line that they didn't play over eighth year. Sean Clifford, who should have been out like week three and said to see what you have with move Drew on, Aller. move on, move on, move on, move on. Yeah, but we can't have that conversation. Sorry. <laughs> it's too early for Ohio State and Penn State talk, boys. February 27th. I can see it in the comments. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Sorry. That's okay. Um, but yeah, it seems survive. like the market's in a good spot. Seems yes. like that's a good bounty that adds additional good buzz to a product that hasn't been relevant. And I mean, it's not that it's not relevant. It's just not like the new thing, right? Mm-hmm. We always have a flavor of the week. When Bowman Chrome University comes out, that's a hot product. Everybody likes that. That's fun. Yep. Series one was a big WWE. deal last week. Series one's a big deal. Like, we're going to have a new product. 1819 basketball has been forgotten about in terms of like everyday chatter in the, ho- the hobby market. Mm-hmm. It is still a very relevant product long term. That was Luca's year. That, that that matters. He's one of the best three basketball players in the NBA. Like it definitely matters, but it's not a everyday conversation product. Now you take a product that was pretty expensive to begin with. I think boxes are around three to thirty five hundred bucks. That's a forty thousand dollar case of cards. You had, you know, interest in demand around a product that hasn't been talked about every day for a while. I think I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. So yeah, it's again feels feels like a a, a win for the hobby, and I think it'll add some fun excitement when it gets pulled, and definitely some social chatter. I was just gonna say I think we're gonna see more and more of it. I think we're gonna see more of these gamified marketing approaches yeah. to like when getting- it, when is someone gonna bring up the Steph Curry? Steph Curry tops Chrome Superfactors never surfaced. That would be fun to watch get it ripped. That'd be cool. Yeah, like all that. I was also going to say for 2018 Prism, it's like Jared Vanderbilt is kind of having a little bit of a moment right now because he got traded to the Lakers and it seems like LeBron might be hurt. Like 
Vanderbilt's going to play a big role for the Lakers down the stretch. And I like saw someone the other day, yeah, someone pulling his uh, biggest card or whatever, pulling a big Jared Vanderbilt, I think will be a little bit of a moment. So, um, number I'm on number seven. Drive to Survive season five. I'm not sure if you guys have watched Drive to Survive yet. I'm sure Ryan has not because he's in Paris, but. Um, it's been a great season. I would argue the best season of Drive to Survive so far. That's I don't want to. Yeah, around. most behind the scenes I've ever seen. Most like comments of things I don't think really they would necessarily want on the show, but we're on the show, so that's the good stuff. And then football season's over. I don't want to put that much energy into football season, but Aaron Rodgers has been out of the darkness for like a week now, and I don't know what team he's playing for, so I'm starting to get really nervous about that. That's not making me very happy. And then my last one is Succession's having its final season this summer. I don't know if you guys watch Succession. That means nothing to cards, but best show on television ending the summer. I'm really sad about it. And that's what's on my mind. Thank you. Uh, what's on my mind? Uh, I've had a little personal vacation with my wife, some family, uh, for a few days, for a week. This will be the longest I have taking off, taken off the shop since I opened. Um, it's been fun. I'll post more about it later, but... It's uh, it's been enjoyable. Time difference is definitely different, but that's uh, that's why we're recording now. Shout out to Ty Lou. Weird. Yeah, it's very very weird. The first day is probably the hardest because when you when you take we we flew to JFK and then JFK over, and when you do that, it's like a seven hour flight, and you land in London at like ten. We landed in London at like nine thirty a.m. London time, which is four thirty a.m. your time. Right. So right now, like she's asleep right next to me and it's 1141 there. It's 541 where you guys are. Ty's mm-hmm. still at work. We're asleep. Right. So it's like by the time you get a, because Paris is six, London is five hours. By the time you get adjusted, you it's time go to go back. Yep. And then it's like, it's easier to go back at least. But yeah, it's, it's different. So how's it been weird being away from the shop as like vacation? Like, what's that transition like? Yeah, it's it's hard because, like, I'm still, I'm still, like, I'm not, like, fully, fully away. Like, I've had two phone calls with, you know, kind of my right-hand guys since Us? I've been away nah, at the shop. Um, you guys, for sure. Hmm. But I've had two, conver- two, two conversations, one at the end of the week, one at the beginning of the week. Um, like, I had content prepared and ready to go. So, like, that's not something that, like, took a lot of time away. But, yeah, it's hard. Like, again, I've told you guys before, like, we were talking pre-show. I had a conversation with Matt Leinart the other day on some card stuff. He's into cards now. That was fun. I got into cards hardcore in 06. I, I skipped homecoming and proms. Like, this is all I have done for 17 years of my life. I love this hobby. Like, there's no doubt in my mind this is what I was meant to do. I enjoy this more than you could ever know. But I haven't taken days off. I did it in college. You know, I didn't hide it from Reg when we first started dating. Like, it is a big part of my life. And this is definitely the longest that, like, I've been, like, not every, like, every day it's, it's, it's what I do. I, you know, I have life, personal things, like, other things. But, like, it is 9, 10, 12 hours of my day every day. And it's, like, it's definitely different, right? Like, you know, going here, going here, going here, doing this, seeing this. And it's, like... Yeah, we'll put that away. Like, it's different. It's an adjustment. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't take vacation. Like, turning your brain off is hard, right? It's not. It's, or, yeah, like, it's, recording it's from at 1130 from your Parisian hotel and yeah. your fiance sits next to you or wife or whatever. And you're probably the highlight of your day. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, that's why Lisa. this is probably the, one of the better episodes of Car Talk. I mean, we're 24 minutes in on a Q&A episode. We're showing what's in your mind. Like, I'm <laughs> hey, fired up. Talk, I'm fired up to, to talk hard. It's like, she's asleep. Like, uh, let's, we could go for 90 today. Oh, let's like, go. Oh. I hate so. to hear that, Jay. Um, <laughs> Jay's, on a tight, <laughs> Jay's on a tight schedule. He said you hate to hear that. Um, what's on my mind real quick? Um, that, obviously. The other thing is, is Lou briefly mentioned it. Uh, unfortunately, was not able to make the tops conference that is also going on right now. Uh, I've seen some some posts from it. Want to give credit to the I've, the most I've seen from it is definitely Jeff, sports card investor. Yep. He released a video probably 15 minutes ago, and it talks about uh, it said some updates from the tops conference. One of them is it says tops will make an announcement in the next month or so that will be the biggest and a biggest I believe it said product in the hobby in in a generation or a decade, one of the two words. I forget which word Jeff used. I could try to find it. But first thoughts, that's obviously going to be big. Is this going to be the first non-baseball product, non-baseball, non-college football product that they make? Is this going to be something with a basketball license? Is this going to be something with a football license? I don't know when those are up. Um, They've also got baseball. What does that look like? Um, uh, I don't know. There's a lot going through my mind with that, but that's obviously big. They talk about they want to increase customer uh, customer service. They want to get rid of redemptions. They're adding some products to upcoming top sets called Moments uh, Moments That Matter, I believe is what it's called, um, where it's basically like they're going to take bases from important games, cut those up, put those in cards, cool. and then... Um, Big League Baseball 2023 will include special cards that include a code for the, for that MLB player on the card to follow you on Instagram. Hmm. So, moments that matter featuring big relics from historic moments will be put into cards. And then Fanatic CEO Mike Mahan stated, within the next month, we'll have the biggest product announcement in a generation. Huge. That's quite a tease. It's quite a tease. I don't know. Again, first thoughts. I don't know if they have... What football? I don't think they have football or basketball. Panini's still making those. Yep. And it doesn't. And we would have obviously heard if there was some sort of deal. So I don't. I don't. You know, somebody. I saw somebody mention on Jeff's post top scrum basketball. Somebody mentioned that. Like, but I don't think they have the basketball license. Can they still do that? Somebody said exquisite. Jay said exquisite in the chat. But Upper Deck owns exquisite. Are they gonna buy Upper Deck? Do they have a deal with Upper Deck? Do they have a deal with Panini? Like, is there something we don't know that's part of that equation? The crazy part is, like, it could be anything. <laughs> Agreed. There's yeah, so many high. different directions it could go. Yeah. I don't – I can't hypothesize because, like, in a weird way, I, like, might know, like, what it is without knowing what it is. And then, like, my brain is – I don't know what it is, but I don't want to sit here and hypothesize and then be right and then be like, you asshole, you knew. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't – you know, like <laughs> – I just believe that the engines are in motion yeah. with Fanatics. And <clears throat> I think that's when I see eBay posting that job listing. Like, it's, it's game on. It's game on for the real players. The We're going to start seeing the timelines, I think, closed, meaning, like, the release. They're going to catch up to that. The way they did Series 1 was massive perfect cover the way they're saying cover athlete is like a, a new marketing thing yep um 
so when I bring up the eBay thing, like, I think the person probably sat over a bunch of things. They need to get super serious about sports cards. There's obviously five to seven to ten businesses that were founded and raised capital in, like, the bull rush and now have been yeah. trying to navigate what the future. I think you'll see a bunch of roll-ups in that over the next 12 to 18 months. Yep. Um, acquisitions for whatever tech might have been developed here, there, what have you. Or, like, hires for some different players. Um, I'm excited for trade nights. Oh, the one that we're doing with 137. I just got my sub back. Um, some cards. Oh, you got it back finally? It's moving super fast. I got the grades back. I didn't get the cards back. I'll do a little reveal here on the show. So, I don't know. I'm just, I think, to the point of the tops industry thing, the product. I'm excited to see what they do. And we're just getting closer to the national. And we're getting closer day to the by national. Day by day, boys and girls. But we are definitely getting closer to training. Q&A? Yeah, we're, we're at Q&A, though, for sure. Great transition. So we're doing Q&A. Just so we're... Yeah, we should do a countdown, right? How many how many days away are we? To trade night or the national? The national. What's the first day? July twenty sixth? First day of the national is July twenty sixth. We're getting close. One forty nine. Let's go. Under hundred and fifty days away. That's crazy. Almost hundred and thirty seven days away. Thank you, Jay. We're gonna do Q's and A's? <laughs> yes. We're gonna do Q and A. Uh a lot of them here. We Wait. do have some Real quick, Jay said, don't let me miss it or I'll be in trouble. When you say don't let me, does that mean like we're supposed to tell you that? <laughs> okay, Q&A. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got a we got a section of quick Rapid hitters, fire. which are like, hey, Ty, like yes or no answers, one or the other. And we've got a section of like, let's have a conversation about it. So definitely we'll, keep pulling uh, away your mic when you talk to that's helpful. Understood. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. For bringing that up. <laughs> Sorry, Judy. Uh, all right. First question. Paul, I'm going to butcher this. Kasky, Kasky, five, six, five, nine. I have a question. Starting with Lou, did you start collecting Mars Sanchez before or after the buff fumble? Anyways, <laughs> what would other types of cards besides sports or Pokemon you would feel is the next big thing that would move in the hobby? Like, I know there's this. There's things like Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, but would it be things like Pop Century stuff? I won't. I won't even give that question the pleasure of an answer. So I'm going to skip over that one. <laughs> How about the second part? The second part. To be honest, I don't totally understand the question. It's like what else can be popular in the hobby that's mm. not already popular? It's what's the what's the next thing? That's so hard to say because it's like so outside of things you can predict like it's like a random thing happens like f1 the, sh- the drive to survive hits and then it becomes popular like it's so hard to predict that stuff right yep i think Lorcana has a real shot just from the ip that yep. like when those things start to roll out i think they'll have a real collectible nature around it in terms of like i don't know uh the pumba to five or like smee from peter pan like wow, that was a deep ten. cut. That was a deep cut. It's because I played Smee in seventh grade in the Peter fucking Pan play. That's awesome. I would love some uh, tape, game tape on that one, by the way. I, I killed it. I, I just wish it was cool because I loved Thespian, but 
I just, just wasn't my scene, you know? Sure. It's Harry Potter duodos. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to us. Always been on that. I want that Harry Potter triple so bad. That's like my freaking grail card. Truly. Yeah, I mean, one, I think we got to give credit to her, some of her audience on this because her audience typically seems to be ahead of these things yeah. before they happen, right? It's We talked about this before with, like, the Bulls documentary, if you saw that coming, or uh, a movie coming out about this guy or that guy, or a big fight coming up with Jake Paul, right, and Tommy Fury, if you saw that coming, or, you know, just knowing what is coming, right? Like, to me... Uh, I'll give you a little insight. I don't I do not do a lot of these. I hate these because then people say that I'm pumping stuff or doing anything like that. So I hate when I do these. But <clears throat> one that is on my radar right now that I think about. Everybody, you you do your own thing. The, the NFL draft is t- two months away, right? End of April, right? Mm-hmm. End of April, end of May. It's end of April. Months. It's end of May. It's one of those two. Okay. Two or three months away. Yes. There's likely going to I'm going to I'm going to say right now four QBs in the top 15 picks. Four. There'll also be yeah, there'll also be some other big names that go up there. Um those guys are going to get drafted. And every time that they get drafted, people want their cards. When Bryce Young goes number 1 to the Colts or CJ Stroud goes number 1 to the Colts or Will Anderson goes to Chicago the, the Chicago Bears at 4 and Bajon Robinson goes to the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Those guys are all. You now have Buffalo and Texas wanting Bajon Robinson cards, right? You know a good card that people are likely going to want because I, no, no, this is no shade of Panini. Panini's probably not going to have those products out by now. They still have twenty twenty two products to worry about. They're not going to have their Prism Traffic products out. At least I would assume not. That could change. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Are you going to say Bowman U? Because that's what I was going to say. Bowman used the one gonna be one of the only licensed products yep. that CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, B. John Robinson, Will Anderson will have autographs in. They'll have rookie cards. Right? There are people now, I'll just tell you, that are taking those cards and they're grading them. And they'll have fresh graded slabs on eBay, on whatnot, on Instagram, and at shows come draft weekend when those guys are picked. And you have multiple teams now wanting those cards. You have two collector bases, right? CJ Stroud goes to the Colts. You have Colts and Ohio State fans want Stroud. You have Bryce Young as a Texan. Texans and Alabama want Bryce Young stuff. That, to me, seems like a play when, again, you got you to gotta let some of the initial buzz die down because it's going to be hot the first seven days. Everybody's going to want it. And then some of it's going to cool off. But when that happens, there will be an opportunity to buy stuff that you can flip when it is more relevant in the next 90 days mm-hmm. come draft season. I think that opportunities like that will will arise. But there's always going to be other stuff that is, you know, not on here. Like Tyler said, Lorcana, uh, if you believe in pickleball, Leaf keeps producing pickleball autos. There's going to be... I followed a disc golf account today. I don't know disc golf cards. Just something. I don't know about that. You know, Lou and I were definitely not involved in you know uh, tennis. We we missed out on Alcaraz. Like yeah. we missed out on that. But like, there's opportunities there. Some people we know listeners made money on that. Fanatics is doing some cool stuff. Panini's gonna have some cool stuff. You know, if you're sitting on eighteen nineteen Prism basketball, you're probably doing all right. When Shine says, "Hey, I'll give you a million five for this card," and all these big breakers are like, "Well, where can I get Prism?" Do we think a million five is too low? Well, that's a lot of money. Okay. Do you think they're sitting on a lot of product that they're then selling? 
that that's a lot of speculation. That that's that's a little speculative. I'm not in all that game. You trying to be speculative, Ty? What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm just trying to. Next question. Yeah, I'm with you, Ty. <laughs> Uh, it's just I just say what comes to my brain, I guess. Adam Miller, the Parisian what Rye are, has different thoughts. <laughs> Adam Miller says, "What are good sets for Connor McDavid patch auto card to hold long term if you can't afford his rookie prices?" I think this would go back to the conversation we had about Mahomes uh, when we talked last week. I know Jay clipped it and put it on social. Uh, rare, game used, on card, low numbered, high graded those things, right? Search for things that make something unique, right? Search for things that are not high numbered, not 500, not 299, not 100. Find things that are lower, zero numbered, 5, 1, 10, 25. Uh, On-card autos versus stickers. On-card has more. Uh, Higher graded does better than lower graded. Game use patch does better than non-game use patch. Like things like that. Look for anomalies there, but that, that to me is the stuff that I would look for. Black Diamond, uh, ingrained, exquisite, or I'm sorry, the cup, it's not uh, exquisite, uh, the cup, stuff like that. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know all of the hockey products well enough, but typically that's what I would say. Or just buy Connor Bedard. That is also an option. Is Patrick Kane so going to the Rangers? It's sitting, it's, it's. I've heard that might be happening. That's pretty cool. He was really good for a long time. Didn't the Rangers just get Tarasenko? The rags are kind of building something a little bit here. Going for it. That's I what like you that. call it. Going for it. Lafreniere, Panarin, Tarasenko. Um, just going back to what you were saying, right? I was just literally searching Connor McDavid patch on eBay. And there's a 2021 exquisite out of 10 patch card that sold for $185. Like, there's stuff out there. Yeah, he said patch auto. Um, Not patch auto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said patch auto. So, again. Autos are expensive. Yeah, I think your point is still the same. It just goes back to the things that there are definitely options. Do your research, but those are the things I look at when I'm buying is things not everybody has. Yep. Uh, Jacob Stevens, shout out to Jacob, longtime listener. What is your ideal number of releases slash products for a sport in a year? 12. No way. What I mean, that? no Question? way. How many? What's an ideal number for you, Ty, for releases in a year? For each sport like, that I'm interested in, each for 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 a particular sport, for a single sport. So if we were to say basketball, correct releases. It's hard. It's really hard. And I, I think Lou's answer to twelve is once a month, right? I think that's where you're going with that one. If my yeah, no, that's a safe is. assumption by you for sure. All right, cool. cool. Just want to make sure, but like. You know, there's price points. There's there's interests of you could have price point, high price point, a lot of cards. High price point, one card. Low price point, limited. So there's also that aspect that like just the, the matrix of math, which is where I would go, I'd just double lose. I'd just say 24. Yeah, so I said twenty-five to thirty. I I think the problem with the question, like, and again, I'm I've seen a lot of stuff. This question on Twitter. stinks. No, that's a great question, I'm joking. Jacob. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter this week, and I I think this is a very interesting debate because a lot of people have said, you know, what would you ask Tops? What would you say to Tops this week at the at the Fanatics Summit? Right? If you could talk to Panini, what would you say to them? And a lot of the things I hear a lot of on feedback are 
make make less product. And I think that is easier said than done because I think that creates a different dilemma with breaking being the biggest thing in the hobby right now. I mean, the cup hockey, I can tell you, on the secondary market, like wholesale, like dealer to dealer pricing is up like almost 30% since Friday. I mean, boxes were, you know, getting near a thousand. Now they're up above a thousand on, you know, breakers trying to rebuy it. Um, So you're, I I think lowering the production on that, it's it's kind of that fine line where it's like if you lower the number of sets or number of, like number of different products or number of cards in a particular product, it's a fine balance to where, you know, we saw it with retail before. Now it's retail's overproduced. Retail used to be underproduced. You used to wait in line at Target and get five blasters, make a hundred dollars. Now blasters sit at at Target, right? I think it's that fine balance of hey, we don't want blasters to go for a hundred dollars, but we don't want blasters to sit for six years. How do you kind of balance that? Where it's like, hey. You want to be able, you want to be, and I think Ty, your point is perfect. Where it's like you want a father and son to be able to come into your shop and be able to buy a hobby box for hundred dollars. That is obviously an ideal place. We want there to be collectors that 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 runs the hobby for sure. All about that, but there are definitely cards that breakers breaking is a big part of it. And what you don't want to do is have breakers with nothing to break, and then they just buy all those hundred dollar boxes just to break those because they need something else to break. So it's 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 a real tricky dilemma on making enough without making too much, but making enough where you don't raise the price of every box 10x because breakers needed to continue to run million dollar businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in a hobby that is based around consumption, like buying and selling things, there is never too much. So it's almost impossible to lower it even if we think it would be best for the health of the thing, which I don't necessarily agree with. But I also, the people that want less, it's because they want the cards yeah. that they own to be worth more. Yeah, the only reason I said 12 was because like you could eventize around a monthly release. Like That is a thing that you can do totally. and all that. But It's just like just the classic. Want your cake people. and eat it too? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The story of cards. Yeah, and life. True. OSU cards. What scares you the most about the future of the hobby? Mm. That was a good question. People with platforms like ourselves thinking they matter more than they do. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a – I know what you're trying to say. That's also a worldwide issue. Sure. Every hobby collector that has a Twitter account thinks that they can run the company better than the person running it. Uh Uh-oh. Like like a like a man in the arena, yeah, a man <laughs> in the arena, and or just like my perspective is the one that matters. So like, if it's not this way, this sucks, and just like the negativity and infighting and what that leads to versus just like enjoyment. And the only reason I say that is because I think a lot of people, if they could recognize that, they would enjoy the cards and the relationships and their own collections a little bit more. That's that's it really. Like, and I and why I start with like us is just because I don't want to. You know, it's like pot calling the kettle black. But like, at the end of the day, you love cards. I love cards. This is a 
byproduct of that. And my hope is that I'm never in a place where I think that I deserve more of a say than the person left or right of me because I might own a card or have people listen to what we say, right? I guess that's kind of... Yeah. It's like the person who calls into sports radio and is like, fire the GM because of X, Y, Z reason. And I wanted to draft. I wanted to draft Justin Fields instead of Zach Wilson. So we should fire the Jets GM. Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. And part of that is like also the good side of things because that's fandom and madness. But it gets to a certain point. That's what worries me because then it just gets to a point and it's like you lose the fun in it at times. I would say my number one fear is customer service not being the priority in a hobby that is based around the people involved in it. And that starts with the companies, but that goes as low as Ryan shop and it goes as low as a group grader or uh, whatever. Like part of this hobby is the people and the conversations that go along with it. And the whole thing is built around trust and customer service is, I would say the number one priority for everything hobby related going into 2023 and beyond. That's a great answer. And it's kind of like the, a little bit of a counter to mine, which is fun. I think there's a there's a couple. I don't know if they would scare me. I don't. I'm I'm pretty optimistic. I'm pretty open about that. You're not a fearful guy. Yeah, in, in sports cards, no. Um, there's a couple that come to mind. The fact that the hobby is so such a monopoly in so many areas hmm. is is something that I wish was different. I think if all of the company, you know, if all of the companies had access to the licensing, at least multiple, if they had access to the licensing, uh, it would create better products, better customer service, uh, more appropriate timelines, things like that. It would increase consumer experience for sure. Uh, I think the consumer wins in the end when companies panini tops upper deck and fanatics having access to M- mlb nfl you know the whole list yeah competition of, creates like yeah. the best products like that's not a so breaking that news. was that is one i would i would uh you know th- that we'll see right um but makes you wonder and i think the other one is uh do we have enough collectors coming into the market or just flippers. I think the last few months is a sign that like the collector part is there. I hope so. I'm not saying again, this isn't like, uh, I don't believe it to be true. This is just things that I think about long-term that would love to see more collectors get in. I think the fanatics commercial is cool with J rod, stuff like that. Like continuing to get the youth in is always important. I think that's a big piece of this puzzle. Um, but yeah, I, I hope there's more collectors that continue to get in the hobby, not people that got in when it was peak COVID and money was pouring in and Hey, it's not there anymore. I'm going to get out. And it's just people that were in it for the money. So uh, hopefully there's some more collectors that continue to arise over the next 12 to 18 months. I agree. Top load tank to a nine. It's a great name. It's funny. Uh, do you think Bowman U will replace Prism draft picks in tiering of the college products? That's a good question. I think it's a fair question. I love Prism draft picks. Bowman Chrome was a really popular Prism or football product. Or, I'm sorry, baseball product. Bowman Chrome was popular in baseball. 
Prism is popular in football and basketball. It'll be interesting when Tops and Fanatics has a com- uh, competition, a competitive product to the Prism draft picks, to the collegiate model. I think that that's going to be really interesting to see it play out because this is really the first time they've gone heads to heads on something. Yep. Right? Panini doesn't have the baseball license. So Fanatics and Panini have never competed on any product. Now they have competition. Both licensed products. One has, you know, Panini's got Prism Draft Picks Basketball, which they started putting college. I don't know if you guys caught this. Prism Draft Picks College Basketball just came out with Banchero, Chet Holmgren, uh, Mathurin, guys like that. There are college guys in there now. That Zach Eady kid, the kid for Purdue. There are other guys in there. So Panini's putting current college athletes in there. When is Panini going to release? I said earlier, I don't know if it'll be out by May, by the time of the draft. They have, you know, we still have a lot of the 2022 products with Purdy to come out. Are we going to get 2023 by then? Maybe. Hopefully. I would love that. I love Prism Draft Picks as a college football collector. But it's going to be an interesting thing to see. Again, the market's going to decide. I think Panini's going to get a run for their money on that Bowman University product. I think the interesting thing about Bowman University, and Ryan, you'll be able to tell me, is this the first time that they've had like the Ohio State logo with a tops? Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like that's a pretty big plus up for Bowman U in my opinion, and also gives it a lot more life beyond the like you're that's saying exactly in that ninety I mean. day window. This is, this is a head to head. on Bowman Chrome University and Prism Draft Picks. Who is going to win out here? I agree. All right, DMS ninety eight uh, says, "What affects the vintage card market, and why don't more people invest long term in it?" Because people don't know who those people are. Uh, you know something? Shout out to DMS for the question. Shout out to Dylan. This is a great question, but I want to edit this question. I th- I saw something the other day, and I want to ask you guys this. This made me think so much, and I'm so curious your guys' thoughts on this. You had your thinking hat on? Had my thinking hat on that day. Okay. 50 years from now. Yep. 50 years. Play this out. Who is more relevant in sports card hobby? Oh. Babe Ruth or Jackie Robinson? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. By a comfortable margin. Agreed. I would agree, but I don't know if it's currently the case. Really? Lou Alcindor or LeBron James? LeBron James. That's a good question. LeBron James. I don't know because this is what I think about, and I've actually in the last week done this in my head. Yesterday as I was crossing the street, maybe it was Friday, in 50 years – Vintage cards are going to be 50 years older. That's, an, that's another undeniable Tyler Schmidt fact. You think Mickey Mantle cards are old now? Uh, I'm with you. I'm here with you on Give this. Keep another going. 50. What about you when LeBron what is a it's vintage one of those card? So, I, I don't disagree, but like. <laughs> I love him to lose. This is an undeniable Tyler Schmidt. It's just a younger like. vintage. <laughs> it's, yeah, it would be less vintage than more vintage. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know how they call so like the pre-war cards? nature of a vintage. <laughs> like, my, yeah, vintage has moved up to like 1989. This is what I'm saying. That's 1989 is vintage now. That's like right before I was born. Yeah. Like, now just think about in 1952. In 2052. <sighs> Sheesh. And you're like in the mix. You're younger than Mark Lazary who just sold the bucks today. In 30 years. Oh, they said I was older than him. I was like, geez, I'm more No, 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 you're not. But like 2062? 
You're still going to be... 2072. No, I'll be... 20, well, that's old. 50 years. You'll be, be in the mix. You'll be, 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 be wheeling and dealing. 80. Wheeling? Yeah. Like, in a wheel... Like, wheel in. No. Not 80, bro? Deal. You're going to be cooling. Yeah, listen, I don't, I don't know, know if I'm, know if I'm seeing 80, 80, if I'm being honest. I'm just calling it what it is. You're seeing 80, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Judy says American Girl Dolls just Ryan with that hairline is definitely seeing 80. Come on. <laughs> they're new histor- historical dolls from the 90s. That's cool. American Girl Dolls are a factor. As someone who grew up with a younger sister who was obsessed, shout out Meg, yeah. who was obsessed with American yeah, Girl Dolls. sister doll. was obsessed with those things. I was thinking about a 1995 American Girl Doll and give it another 50 years. Mm-hmm. More vintage. Yeah, in 50 years... Those cards will be 50 years older. I think about this with all of the stuff now because I was at – I did that uh, that shop tour uh, last week. Five states, five days. We did a little spending challenge video with whatnot. Uh, it was exhausting. It went to all these different shops and they all did different things. It got to learn about all these. And I saw some video games at one. I started talking about – like, again, we've talked about this before in the show. I, I, I don't do it a lot, but it's like, you know – I remember coming home from school and playing Modern Warfare. I remember, like, Crash Bandicoot. I remember, like, uh, NFL Blitz on, like, the PS1, like, NBA Jam, like, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that would be so cool. Like, I would love to get a copy of these and throw these in my office. And I start looking up Modern Warfare, like, 9.6, 9.8 WADA. Freaking outrageous. Jay, I'll save you the beep. Outrageous. And I start thinking about things like that. And I'm like, okay, like, early Air Max. Early, like shoes right uh i think about like the first iphone just did 60 grand 63 grand on an iphone you think about some of that stuff i remember i know vividly in my brain the first time i ever saw an iphone in person i freaked out today because mark lazary bought the bucks for 550 million after i graduated college and to think about an nba franchise going for under a billy like not even ten years ago. Yeah, he sort of shared the Haslam's for like a four billion dollar valuation. What do you guys think about this? Is probably we 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 could talk about this for four. I could at least talk about this for like four hours. Do you think in in, in the age we are now, where there is significantly more things to buy and collect and consume, does that like dramatically lower the collectability of something over time? Like a Mickey Mantle nineteen fifty two is a huge deal because it was like one of the few things. That was around at that time. A LeBron James Topps Chrome Refractor. Do you think that has the same staying power as a Mickey Mantle 52 Tops? I don't. I think it makes the more in-demand items even more in-demand. I think it hmm. makes it harder to be a really... Cream rise like, to the top kind of thing? Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess that's probably right. I Just think- in everywhere, we're seeing this this gap widening. And so I think... The most coveted cards are only going to continue to get more coveted. Being a really good, thoughtful collector and curator is even more of a in-demand actual but, expertise. But like we always talk about, at some point, the big cards become so big, the average person can't, collect, can't afford them. And I think what you're going to see is the LeBron James Pop 2000, Topps Chrome Refractor PS10, whatever the pop is on that 1000, I have no idea. Whatever the pop is on that, we're not making less cards as time goes on. They're not making less LeBron James. They're not making less Bronny James refractors than they did LeBron James. Bronny but James this is where me. your expertise comes in crazy because like but 50 years the, from now, the LeBron James refractor at Pop 2000 
will be a small number. Just like when I bought my fifty-two set, when yep. I bought my fifty-two set in September of twenty-one. I see what you're saying. There was thirteen hundred man graded by PSA. Thirteen hundred. I would imagine the LeBron Top Scrum Refactor is not far off that number. There's one hundred and seventy-four PSA tens. Okay, how many PSA nines? Three hundred fifty-seven. It's six seventy-six t- total graded pop. Six seventy-six total graded. That's not that many. Fifty years from now, when they've got fifty thousand Victor Wembanyama's son of fives, PSA tens. But how many of fives that people don't really know about because they're not as educated on card LeBron autos are there? And those that do know them, does the of five become and just be that much bigger? Whereas right now, it's not the card that's in the know. Like, that's where I think. I just don't think you're going like to get just, a guy. Like, you're not getting a LeBron James that nobody doesn't know about. Like, you're, you're buying cards that will be historically. I, I bet on it, for instance, I bet on a card today. I, be, I lost. I bet on the Adrian Peterson 2012 Prism Black Finite. I collected Peterson for a while. It was one of my favorite running backs. Again, I got an 06. He was an 07. I got to watch him my entire card collecting career. That's great. Uh, one of the better running backs I saw play. Oklahoma. 2012 Prism Football and Basketball, in my opinion, will be the modern day, bas- modern day card set. It changed sports cards. It is beyond popular. That card went for $6,800. I think of cards like that as like those kind of unique one-off pieces down the road are just going to become more and more rare. And those are the cards I think that we'll look back at 50 years from now that will go up for auction and be like, hey, this was a legendary set when the sports card market boomed. This has value, right? Like the PMGs did. Like there's certain things that I I, I will compare that to. Um but I don't, I don't think you're finding that of like like I think the LeBron autos people know about. I just think the Le, the LeBron rookies, like the Brady rookies, the Jordan rookies, like those cards, while they may not appreciate eight million percent between now and the end of you know 2092, I think those those cards can be looked at as uh, as as an asset class that you would expect to appreciate no different than you would the stock market. I hear that. I hear that. Again, a conversation for another day. Like Lou said, we could spend four hours on this. Easily. Kai asked a question. KP, two cards. What's your biggest sports card hot take right now? Love the show. People still are not understanding soccer and the impact of global footy. Just this past weekend, the MLS kicked off multiple full stadiums, 65,000 plus people. I think it is here. I think it's on our doorstep. I think 2026 is in two seconds around the corner. World Cup is going to be on these grounds. I think that if you look at the top five most followed athletes in the world, it's just dominating in that that genre. I don't know. That'd be my hot take. People are still sleeping on proper football as a sport and the collectability – in and around it at scale. That's That would be my take. I would, similar to that, I would say the same exact thing about sports cards. I think we're beyond early. As a collectible asset type of thing. Yep. As a mainstream thing. It had its moment in COVID. We got back. COVID, you know, whatever. Respect. Market moved a little bit. People got out. Fanatics spent a lot of money on this. They got a lot of assets. 
they I don't think this is the end of sports cards. I think there's a lot of money being put into this, and I think this is just the beginning. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say everybody's assets are going to go up 50x over the next six months. That's you know foolish. Uh, but I think as a long-term game, as a long-term hobby, this is. Uh, I think we're just going to start seeing this rise over the next five to ten years. Respect. The thing I would say is the low-hanging fruit is still too cheap, in my opinion. Like the LeBron James rare stuff and the, you know, messy and whatever. Like the the obvious things are still too cheap because people are looking in a window of 12 to 18 months as opposed to 12 to 18 years. Yeah, I think there's also, again, conversation for another day. You believe in sports cards for 50 years. If you believe in these assets, it's a completely different thought process than the day-to-day stuff that we all do. Yeah. There are a lot of opportunities right now on cards that are down 25, 50, 75%. I mean, yeah, just the, the list of cards that is down. If you are a believer and you have the liquidity for that, there are definitely opportunities now. If you're, again, you have those. It's very difficult to think about something in a 50 year window. And, like, I just sure. think it's underrated. Sure. Uh, let me see. Uh, real quick, before we move on to the quick hitters, uh, NAB Wizard Cards. Thoughts on the National being in Chicago this year? What's the area and venue like? Uh, close by, pretty nice. I have always said this as somebody who has hasn't missed a National since 2009. Uh, Chicago is the best venue for social life. It is by far the best venue. It's not even a d- debate. It couldn't be, couldn't be a debate. There are four or five hotels connected to the convention center, meaning you don't have to leave your hotel. Re- you don't have to step outside, like out in cold air, to get to your hotel to July. get to the convention center. Yeah, I mean it's July. Thank you, Lou. Um, but it's like the fact that it's all connected is very nice. It also means trade nights. The lobby, those things are crazy post-national. It's basically 24-7 for five straight days, nothing but cards. It's very great. Hotel nearby, there's good places to eat. The convention center is humongous. Um, convention center is tightest. It is, I, my understanding, I could be wrong on this, would love somebody to correct me if I am wrong. I believe it is the smaller of the spaces they use for the show floor, which means the aisles are tighter. So it's a little bit more jam-packed. You have less room to move throughout the show floor space. Um, but outside of that, it is it is very, very nice. Um, it is a great, great spot for social. I agree. It's the. I mean, I've only been to two locations, but I, I think it's a lot better than AC coming off of that. So... It's closer. It's close enough to everything. There's like a little mall area over there. If you want to go like watch some games one night, there's like sports bars, place dang. So yeah, very nice. And it's out of the, it's right off the airport too, which is a big factor. Very, very important. Since this is a full uh, Q and a, we'll throw one more in here real quick. Cause I think this is important. Uh, and I know you, Ty, you've talked about this a couple times. Jason S S uh, how do you feel about the adoption of vaulting will affect card shows? If at all, if people use vaults like eBay, PWCC with regularity, is there a chance we see less cards in person at shows and we're just passing each other's phones back and forth to see what the other person has? Can I make a quick comment, Ty, before you jump in? The the people who invent the virtual showcase are going to be quadrillionaires. Oh, the virtual showcase, you said? 
like the showcase of like here's my vault and like you could tap it and engage with it and you could do a deal right off there and transfer it like that seems right right there seems like that would be tough if you don't have the card nearby though right what do you mean it's like a vir- it's it's for virtual and like you could transfer from vault to vault from right there it's Understood. like a gigantic iPad screen is basically what I'm picturing in my head. Understood. You're saying it's a virtual transfer. I don't know. I still think there's something about holding cards in person. The the tangible asset the aspect of cards makes cards cards. They are very different from NFTs and some of that kind of stuff. Not saying those they don't both don't have desire, they both have to have demand. They're just different. And I while while I agree, Lou, that there will be some aspect of that in cards. When you're buying a fifty thousand dollar, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar card, even a hundred dollar to somebody is like those. Sometimes you know, you want to see that, you want to hold that before you buy that. It's it's not a pair of jeans you can buy off Amazon or Old Navy or wherever you buy jeans and return them. This is a big like collectible investment PC. Like I don't know, I I think there's something different to that. Right. So I'm, I'm, Fifteen years ago, when you went to a show, yep. How did you price things? How did you do comps? Um, 15 years ago, I would have had a phone. But probably wouldn't have had a lot of eBay on there. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah, have had a phone right. 15 years ago. Let's be honest. Right there, right there. You would have been right. Yeah, there. I would go in. Like that's right. That's what got me into cards in the original. Is I got a phone in like I was six. That's why I got on the internet and stuff like that. And then it was forums. Yeah, it was forums. Yeah, it was a lot of like. I mean, honestly, back in the day, a lot of it was probably at that time it was probably more Beckett. Beckett. Back it was still was still rolling at the, that time, yeah. So to me, I think card shows will always exist. Mm-hmm. I think the way that people gather around marketplace in person, buy, sell, trade, no matter what, I think it'll happen. In most suburban towns, there's something called the farmer's market where people pull up and like sell you their fucking potatoes that they grew. They're always the you most fire also, potatoes. You can too. also just, yeah. Uh, right? Without and you fail. You can also just literally go on potatome.com and have potatoes show up your door the next day. Don't Google that. It might get weird. Yeah. Uh, I guess so where I was going is like you go to a show now and everyone walks up and said, looks at the sticker price and then says, let me get a comp. Look on their phone. Like, I don't know. I, I think that vaulting will matter. There's a, a certain number of high-end cards that will end up there. But I think that you're also seeing some more digital storefronts. You go up, vendors are being more thoughtful. Hey, scan this QR code. You can see kind of some stuff I have involved. Here's my lit. Here's what I have on site. You know, I don't think people are going to shows to say, check out my vault if they're not willing to do some buying or selling right there, you know, so. Agreed. I, I'm not saying vaulting will not exist at car, car shows. It will be a huge part of car shows, a thousand percent more than it is that it was a year ago, it will be this year's the national for sure. So yeah. just safety but concerns, a security risks. There's a lot of reasons. You know, think of some of these major collectors. Those guys aren't putting a billion dollars in showcases. I'm five hundred million dollars in showcases. Those are going to have vaults. I I think it will continue to uh, develop, and I think it will definitely be be a big part of the hobby. I just don't think we're gonna. You know, I don't think we're all gonna put on our VR headsets. And go to the, the card show in five years at the National. Like, I don't think we're all going to sit in our living room and go to the National. I don't think that is in the near future. But I definitely think vaulting will be a part of shows in the future, for sure. Just a random little side story. At the 2019 National, 
um, I would say it was 50-50 if people were even accepting PayPal. Just want to make that statement as a correlation of how time has changed. Elaborate on this. I was trying to buy cards from people at the 2019 National, and I was asking if they would take PayPal, and most people, I would say it was pretty even 50-50 of like, no, I want cash. You're saying that people take it now or people don't take it now? I think PayPal is significantly more accepted at a card show than it was three years ago. I would say the opposite. The opposite? Yeah, I would say the opposite. Huh. I think with chargebacks and people, right or wrong, I think think people want cash under the table. I think people don't want chargebacks. I don't think... I think I guess that's fair. Or maybe it was more availability of PayPal. Maybe that's a better way to say it. There was like more dealers, way less dealers using PayPal. Yeah, I mean, I think the point of this is we have a lot of questions to get to. The market is going to continue to adapt. It will definitely become more digital. There will definitely be digital aspects added to the hobby, especially things that improve the overall functionality of card shows and important pieces of the hobby. I agree. Quick hitters. These are meant to, these are yes yes or no's, one or two words, like rapid fire. Chicago golf collector. Jay, shout out to Jay for putting a question on here that's open-ended. What's your take on Brixton disc golf cards and their recent signing with DGPT? No idea. I this I think this might have been the actually that is the account I followed today. I don't really know why. Yeah, you did. I yeah, do like did. I do like disc golf, but I don't no know. No idea. My take is that there's a super passionate crew of people around this country. Disc golf has a real following. But I just want to shout out Chicago Golf Collector 2. Is that what that is? Part of the Card Collector 2 sub-niche category tree. Um, I follow this person. I'm interested in golf. They have a very cool collection of random shit in the golf. I love random collections and special ones with golf. So Yeah, like they got weird Tiger stuff, a couple toys, sealed toys, like early days stuff. Just like a collector and passionate about the disc golf community as well and so just someone that i've gotten to engage with on social over the last two three years they send me notes we go back and forth a little bit um because of how passionate they are about disc golf there's someone out there that is also interested on a very large scale not much there for me personally uh je underscore lebron collector now that the nba deadline is over who will win the nba championship Denver Nuggets. Boston Celtics. Celtics, yeah. Yeah, chalk pick. Agreed. Oh, any yeah, love I'm, for I'm, uh, I'm like... Benedict Mathurin, 101 for Rye. That was a big pickup, but I just want to say shout out to me for picking Paolo Benchard when rookie. Of the yeah, chalk pick. The he- heels, you know, head over heels favorite. You didn't even know who the guy was when I picked him. Pa- uh, M- Mathurin? Yeah, Mathurin. Mathurin, whatever. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was right. He doesn't really matter in comparison. To, He's like second to or third in odds. Whatever. Whatever. Worthless wax. Off-season NFL pickups. Who are y'all going after? Who could be sleeper pickups? We talked about this last week, so I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, we talked about who would be hot at the national. I think it's going to be football. Um, that's what the question is. QBs, 
guys that are going to be traded, guys that will be in new homes, guys that will be drafted, guys that will be relevant between now and the start of the season. Yeah, it's almost too soon to say, but like DeAndre Hopkins, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, those are the names. Can I throw a name out there that just might be unconventional? Don't say, Don't say Baker Hall. Mayfield. Tom Brady. No, no chance. No chance. You mean coming back? Nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean narrative of how the career wrapped up and probably where his uh, prices are currently versus five, ten-year window. I just like this past year, I think, was a short-term knock on how people think of him and could be a little opportunity. That's just – I think it might go the other way. You think it's going to go down? I agree. I think Brady's stuff is relevant in time. I think until he gets on TV, there will be an opportunity. He will be forgotten about in the next 12 months. So you think it still goes down? I think it. there's a – if you're asking me – do I, He's a pretty weird dude, guys. Just saying. No. I mean – he went through a divorce and, like, was uh, – couldn't let go of the love of his life football. In turn, lost the love of his wife, supermodel wife. Was trying to figure it out and do good by his teammates. Guy has six rings. A depression. Yeah, man, that's Got a little stuff. stuff going on with his face. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying. Listen, if we're well, not, well, that, we mean, can't use that if we're talking about sports cards. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying I think the dude was super you messed can't up be like, this year. And like, let's move on. <laughs> he's definitely a weird dude. Taking right. whatever, but like, he's a weird know, dude. People are weird dudes. Uh, one 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 six. Start bench cut. Jemmy, lefty, <laughs> flash in the panty. Okay, start bench cut. Uh, 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 I'm starting flash in the panty. Because he's putting in an all-time performance. Just one. We bench it lefty um, and cutting Jimmy? I think that's I what think I would so. go to. Oh. No. I, th- I think you're no. right. I think I'm cutting I lefty think because... Lefty. lefty was iconic. Because if we're talking about the lefty, you can't have a quicker fall from grace than the lefty has had in recent years. <laughs> and I'm not talking left go. Lefty on the other side of left go might be a long term. He's on. Starter. He's on an incline. Yeah. That's interesting. So it does yeah. kind of balance out in a weird way. Yeah, I but don't I don't know. The cut. downfall of Phil has been tough. All right, here's another one. Start bench cut. Watching college football card shows in F1. Ooh. Watching college football, does that include in person? I'm going to assume it does. I'm I'm starting that. I'm not. Wow. I've said this before. If Ohio State, Michigan fell in the same week as the national, I would go to Ohio State, Michigan. I'm beyond passionate about that. I would not change that answer. So I'm benching card shows and I'm cutting F1. Yeah, I'm doing the exact same lineup. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I care about college football that much. So I'm probably going to start card shows and I'm going to bench F1 and I'm going to cut college football. Blasphemy. I respect that, but blasphemy. Yeah, I'm, I'm cutting F1 real quick, and I'm starting a whiteout game. Uh, Houston card collector has Ryan had to stop somebody from going full tilt when ripping Max. Uh, no. Didn't we talk no, about this? I have not. You haven't yet. No, we've had some people that are like that have in this is. A, Right when I first opened, and, and I kind of needed the sales. Like when I, I've talked about this before, when I first opened and I needed the sales, like when we had like fifty hobby boxes total, like 
somebody would come in and rip and rip and rip and rip and rip and you'd get four or five in like and they were local and the guys I knew and trusted from like people like that were friends of the shop said hey this guy's good so he'd run up a thousand dollar bill and then swipe it so sometimes people would be like hey 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 I'm gonna rip and rip and rip and rip it and the bill would be like two three you know thousand and you're like okay I, I'm gonna swipe your card real quick before we continue I would do that a couple times uh, I've only been burned one time to this day for somebody that did that and was like, hey, I'll get you later. It never got me. Um, I can tell you the product. I can tell you the amount. I can tell you who it is. I can tell you their business they own. I can tell you all of this stuff. I own all of it. So security I'm not here to spill dirty laundry. I will not. The amount. The amount. It's only Six, $660 on a box of 2020 National Treasures Collegiate Football. Any good pulls from the box? Uh, no, there's two boxes left. One customer ripped one. Uh, hit, hit a good ball. box. They're like, hey, I'll get you tomorrow on that box. Rip the other box. Terrible. Karma so, matters. Yeah. Let it go, but I I mean, yeah, still remember it. Um, interesting. Then you've got uh, Card Life UK. The most exciting young football player out there Love at the account. moment. Mbappe Holland aside. Say that one more time. Uh, young footballer, most exciting. Marcus Rashford. I've heard a lot about Marcus Rashford. He's the most informed player probably in the world right now. Seems easy. I mean... Tosin. Tosin's collectibles, for sure. That's a great shout. That's a great shout. Uh, the other one I was going to say is Jude Bellingham, who young, super charismatic English oh, midfielder. The, the United States. Yeah, not a, Messi. Yeah, not a peep about U.S. Messi. <laughs> uh, yo, he's down bad right now, boys. Jesus, man, this fucking guy. He's so down bad. <laughs> <laughs> can we one day yeah. when when it's all said and done we need a colla- like a conglomeration of yeah. all of Tyler's thoughts about yeah, Christian Pulisic this guy God. might be yeah. the most disappointing he athlete I've ever come across in my life hero. yo he is down Every bad. time I hear about Christian Pulisic, I literally think of that Stephen A. Smith clip that says, "We've been lied to." Right? You want to want to see this? We've I just let us I just googled his name, and the first headline that comes up is sources. It's the end of the road for Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. He's going to Real Madrid. Re- Wait, no, that's As good. A bench player. Oh. We were Ty, you've had some you've had some crazy takes. The MPJ one's up there for sure, but. I hey, don't know don't if we've, MPJ he's back. On he's contract. back. I'm literally watching the Nuggets game last night. I don't know if we've ever and been they're like talking like about how excited the team is, and they named like seven <laughs> dudes and didn't name Michael Porter Jr. I watched him pull up. Like he had a nice little pull up jumper. He bricked it, but it looked really nice last night. He's so smooth, but guys on the max, he couldn't even make it into the announcers. Jay, can you help me get a tour? I need a 2029 MPJ uh, comeback player of the year hoodie to wear to card talk trade night. He did in New York. He gave the Clippers 29 and 11 last night, though. I need I need a J. Sneaky, sneaky. 2029. Three weeks player of the off year. for load management now, but other than that, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Brian's collectibles. Who is the best NFL QB to buy based off price and upside? You know my answer on this. Trevor Lawrence. Michael Vick, what? Trevor Lawrence. I just think Mike Vick has lifetime upside. Interesting. Yeah, I guess T Law is the T-Law. obvious answer, but you could also probably say Midbert if you wanted to. I would not. <laughs> oh, can I ask you a question? Maybe Rye, you know the answer, but or just think about it for thirty seconds. 
Are Deion Sanders cards on the up? I don't know. Couldn't tell. It's a good question. He's like so in the mix. And if they actually put a program together, he's like. Deion Sanders cards have always really been relevant. relatively relevant, though, because yeah. he was. Because how swaggy. Yeah, I mean. He's been in the guy. he's been in like the sports world for thirty years. And he's got it all. I mean, thirty bird played for the Yanks. Coolest dude alive. One of the cooler dudes alive. And yeah. is killing what he's doing. In yeah, he knows exactly Ty, what he's doing. Ty, who would you say QB? I think T Law's the right answer. I think some of the other ones you could put in that conversation are going to be like Lou talked about earlier. Some of the guys you think that'll be traded. The Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Lamar Jacksons, the Derek Cars. I think those guys have immediate uh, relevancy, which, again, adds to number of searches, number of desire for their cars, people with optimism before or around the draft. Um, again, Bowman Chrome University Aaron Autos. Aaron Rodgers is really tainted, unfairly. Brother, if Aaron Rodgers like ends Rogers. up in the Jets, you're going to be asking on your story if anybody's got any purple prisms of Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers. But I think for the general day-to-day consumer, I think Aaron Rodgers has so far been written I don't off think so. as a wacky I don't dude. think that's true. I think that's what people say, but I don't think that's true. Yeah, I would agree. Anyways. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers guy. Until he goes to a different team and then I hate him again. I'm a big dark room for five days. Well, he bailed, by the way. We're not talking about it because I'm my quarterback, but he was only there for like two days and then he left. <laughs> We're not talking about it because he's my quarterback. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah, he dipped out. He went to like Mexico or something. The Cardboard Collaborative. Do you guys collect anything besides cards? Sneakers yeah. are back in my life, big. I collect everything. I collect tchotchkes. You like, are a big tchotchke guy. I collect... I Right now, I've been collecting art. So I've got... I've made two fairly significant financial, like, physical art purchases that are on my wall in my apartment. Uh, I'm five figures into art that's a pretty significant investment i could just go on and on like I you're a big pins guy pins. yeah yep an oddball thing i've collected over the years not for any real long-term value just because of the uniqueness of it is there have probably been 10 instances in my life i can think of where a team has won a title and i've bought the newspaper from this the city they won mm-hmm. the day after the title that's a classic i own yep. i own all of the Cavs ones from when that. they beat the warriors i own all of the ohio state ones from when ohio state won the first college football playoff i own all of mahomes both of mahomes titles i own multiple patriots titles um again i i I do not collect tickets. I own the tickets from the games I've been to. I think they're a very unique thing. As we move digital, I don't see newspapers being around 50 years from now. So the entire newspaper from that day, that moment in time, is a very unique thing to me. I think it is cool. They frame super well. I have a bunch of them framed and on my wall. Um, I like them. I think they're very unique, and I will continue to collect them. Again, everybody's you know teach their own, but I think they're very unique. So. Newspapers are one I collect. Yeah. I was just on vacation. I like to collect uh, mugs from the places I go to. That's a classic move. M- my wife do- my move. wife collects all of the Starbucks city lo- city. Oh, that's cool. From every, every city nice. she's been to. I like that. I do. Um, so, like, where whenever I get, like, wristbands or, like, lanterns yeah. from events, I always collect those. I have so many I'm looking it's at right funny. now. It's funny. 
growing up as a kid, my dad, whenever you'd have like get like you have to put this on your wrist to like go in. My dad, uh, we did funny. Yeah, shit. listen, everyone cuts my them dad, off. My dad, my dad would. No, no, no. My dad would always say his skin was he was sensitive and a little. Oh yeah. So that he w- so he wouldn't have uh-huh. to put it on, and he'd do like the tuck it in the pocket. Because then you take it home here. and it's still minty, and it's mm-hmm. fresh, right? Where now it's like everyone does like the you have to like and like the new thing is like tight. ridiculous. You're like by cutting the way. your thing off, like what I'm trying to. It's a keepsake. Like the, it says All Star Weekend 2023. Like I want it's the this. one you pull in, right? Those are the yeah. worst. I don't and know then, when that started. And then you're literally like bleeding out uh-huh. of your like wrist. Circulation <laughs> cut off, disaster. Yeah. Kayla, Kayla collects forward or backwards hats. Hmm. Lou, you've always been a forward guy. You're a big backwards. Yeah, I wear them backwards. The problem is, is my head's humongous, so like it's like yeah, always I got a dome bursting. Too. But yeah, I would say if I had to pick, probably backwards. Forward's good because I like I like when there's a little funny message on the front of a hat, you know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a forward guy. I'm a previously backward guy, but now I'm a forward guy. Uh, pickle juice PB. If you could invest in one sport for the next decade, what would it be? You know my answer. I don't need to answer. Football. I will go baseball. All reliable. I do want to say F one. I promise. I want to say F one. I. Because I love that. No, it's um, too hard to predict. So part of that is my enjoyment in that. But to me, it is the fo- football will continue to grow. I, I, I like the way that's going. I, I don't know. I just I believe in that sport. I, I love it. I'm so interested in it. I, to me, it's football. Do you think we're getting baited into saying pickleball? <laughs> Not going to bait me in saying that. <laughs> that's my guy, Zook. Zook runs a pickleball Instagram. And is a big card collector. Sin Siddiq says, this is the last one, anybody going to the Philly card show? I would like to, but I haven't booked anything yet. So I was told I wasn't welcome at the Philly card show. Interesting. They don't like you in Philly? They took an L in October, so they got upset, it sounds like. <laughs> I forgot Lou was... No, I would definitely uh, go to that show. That actually was a fun show. People that run the Philly show are going to be the people that run the national uh, in 2024 and beyond. That's cool. Side, really? Side note. For, side note. Change of hands in the mm-hmm. national? Yep. 2024 and beyond. Cleveland. Is that like a known thing? I've never heard that before. Oh, I don't know how. I mean. It's Breaking news. Car talk. Yeah, it's definitely not like. I, I've heard it from a couple people. And I, I mean, I know the show, the show promoter. But yeah. Joe and the, their team. Yeah, they. They run the Philly show and the Chantilly show. Still want to go to the Chantilly show. Chantilly show is awesome. It's good for athletes. It's the best show in the country for athlete signings. So shout out to Joe and the team there. They do a great job. That was a long episode. That was a good episode. Shout out to Jay. Uh, Here's one. Well. What are you most looking forward to in, in sports this week? Wow. Oh, uh, Grand First Grand Prix, duh. Yeah. I'm locked in. Bahrain. Can I... Late night, right? Saturday night, late night? Can I... Yes. Can I give you a quick hot take, Rye? Yeah. I think Lando will be on Alpine this time next year. Because Piastri's good, Lando's bad. Because McLaren is a disaster. 
McLaren seems like they are the worst team right now. I am hoping that if Drugovic gets an opportunity to race for Lance Stroll, he crushes it because I think Lance Stroll stinks. Is that on the team? Only racing. Yeah, I know, but I would love to see Drugovic have it have success and to make them make that decision. Yeah, I I have a feeling that Lando will be leaving McLaren after this year. And I would uh, another thing is I would love to see Logan Sargent have success. Me too, but Williams is tough. Agreed. I think anything for Logan Sargent, any points finish, yeah, would generate some buzz. For He's him. He, it's like the George blueprint, but it's just more because he'd be American, so it'd be a bigger deal at least here. Yep, exactly. I would love that. Right, uh, Ty. What about you? I'm actually excited. Uh, Knicks Celtics. Tonight. Yeah, in like 30 minutes, right? It's Monday night. You guys like say tonight. It's 12.52 here. Yep. Um, but then I would just, because I get so much enjoyment from it, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched a real full game of Nicole Jokic play oh basketball, I, I just highly recommend it for anyone because it's such a different level and experience of the way he plays the game it's he does like seven things a game that are mind-blowing it just makes no sense i heard someone say he could win an mvp for the third straight season he's the odds on favorite by a good amount and if he doesn't it's pure it's turning around too fast where everyone's like anti-jokic now and he's by far the best player in the league (laughs) it's not not really it's like that he's by far the best player in the league P-E-R, WAR, whatever all the metrics are, owns them all. And just watching the games, it's like... First in West, he averages like 38 minutes a night. Yeah, he's minus 300. He's minus 310 at FanDuel to win right now. And that would be his third in a row. In a row. In a row. Embiid's plus 500, Giannis is plus 14, Tatum's plus 18, and Lucas plus 2,700. It's like not even like, unless Joel, they just don't lose. Between Remember? I mean, LeBron season. James at plus 13,000. He just hurt his foot last night, so he might be out for a while. But yeah. remember how big of a deal it was when Russell Westbrook was averaging a triple-double? Nicole Yoch is averaging a triple-double, and like no one even cares. Yep, on pace to be the third And he's uh, seven foot ever. three or whatever? Like Center. Ty, you, you picked the Nuggets, so we'll see. I'm an OG Nuggets fan because Carmelo Anthony, like, I was a huge Big East basketball guy. My grandpa and pops used to make me watch them all the time. What Carmelo Anthony did his freshman year at Syracuse was super different. And when he came out, went to the Nuggets, high school, they had the super swaggy jersey. I was what about the big, rainbow retro? Fire. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. <laughs> and he was, he was dope. He had the braids, Baltimore cat, mm-hmm. so – Birdman, AI got traded to that. They had team. Andre Miller and Kenny Martin at that time. Classic squad. Yep. Yep. Right. like, I don't know anything about that. Squad. That was a good squad. Andre Miller was, was a baller. It was a real, uh, yeah. I didn't baller. say it wasn't. I remember Birdman that. Birdman put in minutes. He'd run down the court after a big, like, play. Like, flap. Oh, oh, man. That was awesome. What a show. All right. I'm going to sleep. Goodbye, Ryan. Enjoy, Patty. What a show. Love you, pal. See you guys. Love y'all. Peace. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast.
and a Gallery Media Group original production.